the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. We're your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Glad you are here. Glad you're listening. That is me and you. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. And you. We are here. Um, I want to thank our sponsor, which is the Matthews Hope Foundation. Mm. They have a wonderful two-week detox and two-year aftercare uh, substance use disorder program. Uh, The detox portion is located inside St. Joseph's Hospital downtown, followed with two years of free recovery support and aftercare, which there's a lot that the RST team does. Um, I'm in it, so I can speak to it. We do a lot of cool things with our alumni and help keep them sober, keep them on the path of recovery. If you or a loved one would like any information about the detox, give us a call. 844-263-4673 or visit our website mhdrp.org mherberdrp.org You know, um... (laughs) (laughs) You do that every time. It's cute. The (laughs) Something really cool with your detox and people being sober and I'll say my little spiel in a second I want to say what was on my mind that you and I went to a 12-step meeting on Friday. Yeah. To see one of your alumni get a year. To want to see one of our alumni get one year sober and see him get his chip. And I'm just... Uh, That's a huge deal because, I, I mean, he said it himself. When, when he went through your detox, he was basically dying. Yeah, he was dying and he was done with the 12-step world. Right? He didn't want anything to do with it. And uh, the education and the relationship that we built with him while he was in our detox um, Going one year strong now, and he's doing wonderful, and and he's super grateful for his stay at. Matthews. He looked great. You could tell he was grateful. Like that, I I love success stories like that, especially in the treatment world. Whether you're talking detox, thirty day treatment, whatever, because let's face it, those numbers are typically pretty low right. of people that get out and stay sober. What's really cool is we're we're kind of a baby program. Uh, we'll be two in December. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing the numbers and we have uh, nine right now with a year or more sober. Mm-hmm. And so we just happened to go see, support him and see him get his one year chip. We got a couple more next month and a couple more the month after. Like some people are just doing the deal and following the RST suggestions and they're having amazing results and amazing lives in recovery. I'm grateful for it. So check it. You're either listening today on KPRC 950 in the H, Houston, Texas, or you can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, KPRC 950 has its own channel. You can listen to us live there Sundays at 1. Or Or. later in the day, they upload our mediocre shows to (laughs) Relevant Recovery Radio podcast. Our show's doing really great, though. I just want to say that you're just a jokester, but uh, we're grateful (laughs) for our listeners, for sure. All of them. All of them, for sure. So Um, we have a weird show today, because we really had a different topic, and... um, Something happened. It did, but it's caused us to really... um, (laughs) I think... So here's the thing, listeners. uh, I think... And I don't want to go right into what happened. I want to talk... No, no, no. Let's give an overview and then before we freak everybody out. This topic today won't fully be about like a neat, the niche of recovery. We're going to kind of go off track with a, 
a weird supernatural kind of topic that we've actually been wanting to do for a while. Yeah, but we didn't know how, and this has pushed us. And so something happened, and so uh, we are, we're like, you know, we had a different topic planned for today, but we're kind of just going to throw it to the wind and, and talk off about the <laughs> off cuff. the cuff. That's so right. we're either going to get more listeners <laughs> or, or yeah. they're going to know we're crazy after today. So today <laughs> we're going to talk about spiritual warfare. Yeah. And, and, you know, for a long time, I did not believe in uh, the, the spirit world. Um, spirit world. I really didn't. And I've just seen too many things over the last nine or 10 years to really change my mind around that. Like I, Heather makes fun of me, but I, I, I follow like near-death experiences, people's stories of near-death experiences when they go beyond and then they come back to their body. I make fun of you, I just think you're obsessed with it. Um, it's fine. We go to bed with you watching YouTube videos of other people's NDEs. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's and, so weird. Yeah. and Well, and the 12-step world is a spiritual program. Right. Right? Um when you go work the 12 steps, you're working the 12 steps toward a spiritual awakening. A spiritual way of life right. is what the 12 steps are all about. And so I think that that sixth sense um, gets born for the first time in some people like you, because you were an atheist, you didn't, you know. I didn't believe in any of you it. You didn't believe in any of yeah. it. I grew up always believing in it. I was raised that way. Um, well, you were Pentecostal. You had to, or they beat you with <laughs> like a rattlesnake. No, I'm just saying like, even in my teens, when I was like super rebellious and anti-religion, mm-hmm. like we'd play Ouija boards in cemeteries at 3 We're not going into that story I, today. I, I we'll know lose I'm not. every listener I'm, we have. <laughs> I'm just saying like, I've, I've, I've been dabbling in both polar opposites of spirituality, um, often all my whole life. And so I didn't have, I don't struggle with believing supernatural things. You, right. you have, and you sometimes do. You're the, you're the natural skeptic. I am a skeptic. And, and here's the thing too, is that science, science is wonderful. I believe in science. Like I believe in carbon dating. <laughs> He's saying that. I'm not even going to go into that right now. Okay. So I believe in science and scientists, doctors, neuroscientists have mapped our body. They know how everything works. They know how the brain works. They've mapped it. They can tell you everything except for our consciousness and our spirit. They don't know and they conveniently sort of don't talk about it because they can't, they don't have a clue. Yeah. You can't transfer my consciousness if you know nothing about it. So they, they talk about that well, stuff, but the truth Elon of the matter Musk is, is trying. the truth of the matter, <laughs> the truth of the matter is that it's just one of those questions left in the world. Do you think that world. that's how the zombie apocalypse will be started is when Elon Musk is successful in transferring a consciousness to another body? Absolutely. Yeah, it's weird, right? Didn't you tell me that they just created a baby without... They created a embryo without an egg and a sperm, but it has a beating heart and a brain and it's growing. Like I just saw... That's the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> it's scary, right? No spirit. I have no idea no what consciousness. this will be. But so that's kind of... We're, we're going to step into a supernatural topic today and kind of unpack some things that we've experienced. And, and talk about some, some spiritual warfare, some things that almost every growing... 12, uh, 12 step spiritual member goes through, I think. Yeah. Um, it, we're going to touch a little bit into the, the religious a little bit. Um, we're going to touch into but not a little heavy. bit. Early. Not heavy, just experiential too. I don't want to make it sound, I don't want people scared people. They think this is like a religious episode. Right. Right. Would, <laughs> would that be a bad thing? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, I think we should go to it with a really neutral energy well, because gonna, this applies to everybody. We're going to do that when we Come back from this quick break. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. You're listening to Relevant Recovery Radio with host Heather and Donnie Mosier. We're talking about spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. Pretty weird, but not weird. Do you have a phone number to give? Well, in just a second. Uh, so if you want our phone number for Matthew's Hope, yes, yeah. 844-263-4673. And also, if you are interested in outpatient IASIS sessions, it's microcurrent neurofeedback, please give Brittany Y'all do ISIS? IASIS. IASIS. It says I-A-S-I-S. Yeah, give Brittany a call at 832-397-9179. You, Love the Brit. Yeah, you don't have to be a drug addict or alcoholic. Just call her. Ask her if it could benefit you with sleep or insomnia or pain or anything. Uh, Donnie did it for tinnitus for a I long time. I loved it. It was really cool. And uh, so I'll probably go do it again. We're talking about spiritual warfare. We are. So and From a 12-step recovery perspective. Let's start there. Okay. Let's start with, because I, I, I think it's the believable. I think that many people would have a hard time not believing this. It's just too believable because you and I have seen it over, 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 over again with ourselves and with people that we sponsor and people that we help. And so let me give you a breakdown of it. You get sober, you work the 12 steps. In the middle of the 12 steps, between four and nine, you are basically getting honest about your own buffoonery in life. You're getting honest about your own behavior, the things that you do. You're just getting honest about who you really are. You're really taking a look at yourself, a hard truth at yourself, your blames, your faults, your mistakes, your wrongs, your selfishness, your self-centeredness for the first time maybe ever in your life. And you're seeing where self-reliance, reliance on yourself has failed you completely. Right. Okay, then you move on to around eight and nine, and that's where I start going out and repairing the damage that I've caused in my life. I'm going to go out. Clean up the past. Make amends. Clean my side of the road. Try and give people's dignity back. Whatever I can do, right? Pay pay the money back. Whatever it is. And within that comes a a change in behavior. The whole idea of making amends to somebody is that I'm going to change my behavior moving forward. Now, here's the problem. I don't have the ability. (laughs) If I had the ability to change my behavior from the beginning, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about my behavior. Would I would just, just be a good guy. We would just snap our fingers and be sober. We would just snap our fingers and be a decent person. We would just snap yep. our fingers and not drive with road rage. We would just snap yep. our fingers and have better sex conduct. We, you enter, know enter the so, world of the spirit. Yeah. Okay, so enter the world of the spirit. So now I've gone through the process to identify and begin removing the things that have blocked me from the God of my understanding. Yeah. Now, Heather and I's understanding is very specific, but doesn't mean it's that way for you. Right. Right? The God of your understanding. I I remember when I first got sober, the God of my understanding was the universe. The universe has some power. That was the God uh, for the first five years of your sobriety. The God of the universe, uh, the spirit of the universe, the mother nature, all of these things Creative have more power than me. Creative intelligence, something um, yeah. that overlies the totality of so things. So whatever works for you, works for you. We're yeah. good with it. And, and so here's the thing is that I, I clear the wreckage of my past. I start moving forward. And now I'm looking to the spirit of the universe. I'm looking to God for help. And I'm looking for God to start directing and changing me internally. But now... But what's come out of that process is this list of character defects. Now, if you're religious, you call it sin. If or idols. Tw- or idols. But, but you, it's either sin it- if you're religious or character defects if you're just strictly 12-step. For Heather, it's Heather and I, it's both, right? right? Sins, defects, it's all the same thing for us. But like I think every human, no matter how good you think you are, every human is human. So we're faulty. We're fallible by nature. And so we actually have multiple, 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 multiple 
character defects that come out at different points and different times of our lives. And yeah. so when I, one thing I noticed, because when I got sober, I really just thought, hey, I do need a connection to God so I can stop drinking and I can stop doing heroin. <laughs> yeah. You know, you had a real hard time doing heroin like a lady. I couldn't successfully. Uh, I tried. But <laughs> what's crazy is when I first got sober, and like if you listened to our episode last week, we talk, kind of talked about the Ice Cube story and all that. If not, go back and listen to that. But it's it's weird. My poor sex conduct was what immediately was back in play in sobriety. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I now, because of the step work, had a painful awareness. And I remember this girl trying to like counsel me and help me to like not have that behavior. And, and I hadn't brought it to to God get right. Yeah. And, and I was justifying it. I was saying, Hey, you know, I'm not seeking out these guys. They're just messaging me. They're just pursuing me or whatever my excuse was. And she's like, honey, God's going to keep throwing them at you till you learn how to be any different. And that didn't click for a long time. <clears throat> well, and, and so let's look at this. So now we have this, this path, right? I'm going to go in, identify, clear up. I'm going to start getting right now. Whether you're religious or not, whether you believe in the spiritual or not, I think we can all agree that in the world there is good and there is evil. There is light and there is dark. Mm-hmm. And prior to me working those steps, I'm in the dark. Yeah, I, I was okay with a lot more of my behavior prior to doing that cleanup. I was okay with lying and cheating and stealing, and I was okay with treating people poorly. Like None of that bothered. I didn't have a conscience around it. Yeah. But then I walked through these steps and I begin to change and I begin to develop this God consciousness, which now I'm starting to get convicted about this behavior. And so from the angle that we're talking about with spiritual warfare today, uh, if you believe that there's good in the world, then you must believe that there's evil in the world. And the evil will use whatever defect you have to try to pull you away from having a connection to God, period. Whether that's yeah. lottery tickets for you or gambling for you or cakes for you. Prior to sobriety, <laughs> prior to sobriety, I had no spiritual warfare because I was in the dark. The dark was good with me, and I was good with the dark. And yeah. we were just all, everybody was happy. But now I, I do this spiritual walk, these 12 steps, and I start growing closer to the spirit of the universe. And the and negative I start, energy in this world does not want that to happen. So no. now they have to throw every bag of trick at you to try to pull you away from God. Right. And so the number one sin slash defect of character for me prior to sobriety and in sobriety is women. Yeah. Right. So before I met you, I had a lot of trouble with women. Mm -hmm. I have infidelity in my past. Um, I have objectification in my past, pornography. Like this was a real problem. Yeah. And so let me give you a scenario. I want to give you guys a scenario so you understand where we're coming from when we talk about this sort of spiritual warfare. So my life had changed. I had um, around five years sober. I wasn't going to live this way anymore. Uh, I reworked the steps. I gave my life to God in a whole new way. Like some things really started to change. And I'm sitting in Heather and I's sort of prayer room, if you will, spiritual room. This is where we do step work with with sponsees, stuff like that. And I'm just mm-hmm. kind of sitting quietly. And I was reflecting on how good my life was getting, how things were really starting to move in the right direction. I felt like I was on the right path. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden what came to me was you're going to be tested with women. And I don't know where that came from and how that came to me. And It, it was really weird. It was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, the same day that we would go to that Sunday meeting before, prior to COVID. Right. You know which one I'm talking about. Okay. So 
it was a weird thought. I get up and I'm walking out of the room and I have that thought like you're going to be tested. Like this is really weird. So I just kind of go on about my day. Didn't think about it twice. That evening we went to the meeting and we're sitting in this meeting and there's a lot of young people in this meeting and I'm a, I'm a more mature gentleman. <laughs> Not emotionally, just physically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and across the room, this young lady stares at me the entire meeting. Mm-hmm. And I mean the kind of look that when you catch them looking, she didn't look away. Yeah. She was making it very clear that she was interested in me and about halfway through I went, oh my God, this is literally like what that voice was telling me earlier. This is the test. Yeah. How I act, if this person tries to talk to me or whatever, how I act now. Is the gauge here. Do I want to step back in the dark or do I want to stay in the light? Yeah. And and so this stuff is very real because what Heather and I have found and what the people in the fellowship and the people in church and what everybody has found is that the dark goes after my sins or my defects. Yeah. Wherever I already struggle is what they use. And that's what it'll use against you to pull you away from the light, as you say. Absolutely. And I think because we, we sponsor a lot of people, we sponsor a lot of people over the years, and this is a very much a reoccur- This is not just in our head. <laughs> right. Like we see right. it all the time when people are. I think finally, once you've seen it, this as much as much as we have, there just is no. There's question. no doubt. Once you've seen it, it's like, oh, this is clearly spiritual warfare. This is something that. Uh, the evil or whatever in the universe wants to wants to use against you to try to steal you away from stepping into the light. Absolutely. So when we come back, we're going to tell you what prompted all of this, what happened last night. We have night. a weird story. Yeah, don't go anywhere. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, We're talking about spiritual warfare today. And whether you believe it or not, I'm telling you, if you start really looking at your life. Start looking at it. Oh, my gosh. Um, So people, everybody that knows me really well knows I talk about this idea of synchronicity with this number 22. And that's a whole nother like. I don't buy it. I know you don't. But God speaks to me through the number 22. And I promise you, some people it's pennies. Some people it's rainbows. Some people it's red cardinals. I know it's it's like a thing. There's There's a a lot of people that believe in it. And I'm saying once you open your mind to it and start looking for it and find out what God's synchronicity is with you, you'll see it just like you I know what it was five years ago. Shush. So anyways, (laughs) here's here's the deal. We're going to tell you what happened last night. And our listeners might think we are completely not sane after this but it just it happened we had to talk to people today like the people that we're really close with to make sure that we are not crazy so here's what had happened okay so here let me i'll tell my part and then you okay okay so uh last night we we're doing our normal routine bed at 9 30 watch some tv hang out and so around 11 30 heather goes to sleep i go to sleep very easily uh, and I'm watching, I like to watch some spiritual things on YouTube or whatever when I'm going to sleep. I like to, to like she's always making fun of me. I watch these near-death experience shows and stuff like that. Um, okay, so around probably 12, I had shut the TV off because it's time to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And from our bed, now I'm on the far side of the room from the front window. I can hear what sounds like a kid singing faintly outside of our window. And I'm listening to it for 10 minutes, 15. Like it's getting, it'll be there for a few minutes and then it'll go away. It'll mm-hmm. be there for a few minutes and, and it'll go I'm away. And I'm asleep and I'm oblivious You're, that yeah. you hear a child humming or singing outside our bedroom It, it was window. like singing, but I can't tell you what they were singing because it was just faint, right? Okay. So what'd you do? Okay. So 
at twelve thirty, I've had enough. I literally <laughs> think it's either the neighbor girl next door, like playing a joke on us, or something, because it's literally. I mean, it's outside our window. So you go out in the front yard and you're so underwear to confront. I literally, <laughs> yeah. I get up. Uh, I get up and I go to our. So our front door. When you step out, if you step out of our front door, right to the right is our bedroom window. So I go step out the front door and I look, and there's nothing there. Yeah. And, uh, and our, I'll say that our security cameras caught you opening the front door and looking outside in your underwear at 1230. So true story. Right. And, and and it's quiet. Like I'm listening for, okay, what could it be that I'm hearing? There's got to be something. And I stood there for a few minutes. Yeah. And there's nothing. And it's, then you come back to bed. Because actually it had been raining almost all day yesterday. It yeah. was that real weird quiet where there's just nothing. Yeah. Right. So I go back to bed. Uh, so it's now it's 1230, 1235. I go to bed and I go to sleep. I'm like... It, mm-hmm. it was just one of those things like, huh, that's weird. I go to sleep. <laughs> well, then one o'clock in the morning, um, you wake me up and you're like, you kept saying no, no. And then you woke up in like I a night terror. So I had a horrible, horrible dream that woke me up just before 1 a.m. And the only pieces of this horrible dream I can remember is I'm somewhere weird in like an industrial building and there's this little black haired boy. Um, and and he is either a robot or a demon, and he is terrorizing me. And I know it sounds crazy, and I can't tell you really what he, what he was grunting. I, I don't even know. Um, I can't tell you what he even did to terrorize me, but he wouldn't get away from me, and I was terrified, and I was trying to wake up. But I had, like, I guess they call it sleep paralysis, where my consciousness is there, but my body can't move yet. So by the time I could finally wake up and move and, like, scream, I'm, like, yelling at you <laughs> to wake right. up because I've had a horrible dream. Right, right. And, and I'm like, okay, is it <laughs> – because I'm uh, so not selfish, immediately my thought is, am I ever going to get some sleep tonight? Yeah, you're, you, uh, that's why I know what time it was is because you yelled at me, it's 1 a.m., Heather, go back to sleep. And I'm like, I had a bad dream. But it was, like, really bad. You it, have bad dreams from time to time. This was really this, bad because okay. you couldn't even, like you were up, you were wide awake. I was wide awake and I didn't want to go back to sleep because I didn't want to fall back into that dream. And as weird as that sounds. And so I had to use the bathroom. So And I was, I was really upset. Well, I was a little bit upset that you were keeping me awake. And so I had to grab my <laughs> phone and use the flashlight on my phone to go to the restroom because I was that scared. Normally I'll just walk in the dark to go yeah. to the bathroom and back, but I was we don't, scared. We don't scare of stuff like that. No. I've been I've been through it, yeah, <laughs> right? And dark and, doesn't scare us. and so I come back to bed and I lay down and I, and because you asked me what my dream was about and I initially told you I didn't want to talk about it, but when I laid back down in bed, I told you that my dream was about some little boy that was like terrorizing me or something. And, and I said, was he singing? Yeah, you said, was he singing? And I'm like, what? I don't so know. Then, and then I told you what I just went through and at so, 1230. And 12 so that was the weirdest thing. And so I said, stop telling me that. You're scaring me. I didn't want to know anymore because that seemed really weird that I'm having this terrorizing dream about this little boy who's not speaking. And, and you are experiencing getting up because you've been hearing some kid hum outside our window for half an hour. It was like, yeah, it was like a faint singing. So, look, <laughs> we we have had to talk to people today that we trust because we feel crazy. And so I, I mean, I don't feel crazy. I feel I don't scare easily at all. Right. I'm a huge horror movie buff. It's, but it's I, almost I, like you don't want to believe it, right? Well, I know. I don't know what the correlation is. Is what no. I'm saying. I don't know what is subconscious or what's just a coincidence or what's real. But I do believe in spiritual warfare because I've seen it so much in my own life and in all the people in twelve step world that we, you know, guide on this. Right. There is no doubt when I'm trying to fight a defect I'm or a sin. I'm so scared. And- last night that I prayed out loud. For God to protect us in our home before we went back to sleep and I made you hold me, you know. And so 
And that's how scared I was. People that know me know I'm I'm not like that. Nothing frightens and you. And so the next day, you get up this morning, you go to work, I get up later, and so and it, and then it's I think bothering we both us start, individually. Right, we start we putting the about night together. Right, I started putting the night together. Like, well, wait. So the dog was weird last night. Normally he's snoring before we go to sleep, and I'm literally snoring like an old man. And yeah, he he wouldn't sleep. He was up sleep. and just staring at us, moving and staring around. It like he was kind of just weird last night. And so what's weird is last night when we were laying in bed after that, and we're trying to go back to sleep. I just had the thought in my head, what if you let it in when you opened the front door? I did not verbalize that idea last night. And so this morning, I'm talking to people about it. Donnie's talked to people about it. And while I'm telling Melanie what happened last night, literally is when you text me and say, hey, that was really weird what happened last night. And I'm like, that's weird. I'm telling Melanie about it right now. Yeah. And then you had said, what if I let it in when I opened the front door? And I said, that's weird because I didn't even say that. And so then I'm talking to Melanie about it. And I'm saying, I feel like I need to go to every room and like bless it and, you know, ask God to protect our home and, and you know, put the God spin on it, if you will. Right. Just just because I don't know what's going on. Well, and, if this is spiritual, God is spiritual. So that's right. the only fix I know. And so I know I want God's power and God's love in my home and not whatever that was last right. night. And but while I'm thinking that uh, you texted me and you said, hey, go around and pray in every room, you know, right. so. I just think that I don't know if other people have experienced things like that. Um, and if so, have you identified what type of spiritual warfare is it? Because I think this only happens to us really when we're trying to live in the light and when we're, we're trying on to the be, right, yeah. When we're on the right path. That's somebody said that to me today. Because if you're in the dark, the devil ain't worried about you. He'll just right. leave you there. <laughs> my, my buddy Edgar, who sits next to me at work, he and I are of you know the same belief system and we were talking on a quick break and I told him when I went through it and as soon as I told him he didn't even flinch he goes you're on the right path yeah he said when you're on the right path those sort of things will happen the dark don't like that yeah right and it seems like that is kind of how spiritual warfare works when I am trying to do things right in my life and I'm trying to live the right way the the things that I'm most susceptible to mm-hmm. are what's thrown at me. Because when I look at, I, look, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't want to believe what happened last night. Mm-hmm. I don't want to because it makes it way too real for me. Yeah. But when I look at our dog is, listen, y'all just have no <laughs> idea. Our dog. So every night before I go to bed, I get a glass of water and, and I tell him it's time for bed and I get a bone and he runs to his bed. Yeah. He chews his bone and then he immediately goes to a couch that's in our room that's literally his couch. And he's out. He's snoring. Yeah, by 9.30 or 10. And, and, and I mean snoring loudly. Wasn't. Like obnoxiously snoring. Right? Yeah. And last night he wasn't. He wouldn't go to sleep. And at one point I told Heather, I said, I'm a little bit worried about, like we're putting all this together, guys. Like this is... And after the fact, going, whoa, let's look at all this. Because I think animals I literally can sense got that up. stuff, you know? Right. And I literally got up and went and sat with him because I was a little bit worried. I that remember not only that. was he not sleep, he was sitting up and just staring at me. <laughs> it was it was weird. By the way, he sleeps right against the window of where you heard the humming. The singing. The, yeah, yeah, whatever. And so when you put all of this together, the dog's weird behavior, me hearing a faint singing outside the window. It's just weird that you heard a child, and then in my dream that's happening at nearly the exact same time, it's a child that's terrorizing me. And it wasn't in my head. I'm not schizophrenic. Shout out to schizophrenics. I'm not schizophrenic. Yeah, it wasn't in my head. Yeah, Uh, That's why I went outside to hear what is it that's happening that I think is a child singing. And so what does that mean? There's Because here's the thing. Here's what I believe about past 
uh, dabbling in the occult Heather that rejected God and was in the dark. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I, I really feel that curiosity is the way that the evil opens the door. And so mm-hmm. I want to make sure I'm not so curious that I fall into something that's dark. Right. 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 I want to make sure that I look at this through the lens of God's light and and. I, I don't want to have power in the scenario. I want God to have the power. I'm powerless, right? Right. There's nothing we can do. And and you and I do both believe that there are spirits around us all day, every day, everywhere we go, whether they're good or bad, it's around us. Yeah. Um, and just depending on where I'm aligning my heart, you know, am I protected or not? So uh, we will be right back here in a few minutes and we will sort of wrap this. Uh, <laughs> Weird wrap topic this, up. Yeah, wrap this show up. Don't go anywhere. Listening to Relevant Recovery Radio with Heather and Donnie Mosier. Spooky hour. Yeah, we're talking about spiritual warfare. Um, and so we told you in the last segment what happened to us last night. <laughs> and and so, next week we'll have no listeners. Because <laughs> we'll be in straight jackets. That's no. right. Um, no, I think that it happens to people. People have uh, awareness of that. And if you have had an experience, listeners, I'm talking to you. If you have had an experience with spiritual warfare or with something like that, um, please message me through our Relevant Recovery Radio Facebook page. We'd love to hear your stories. We'd now love- that Heather has comments turned on, <laughs> yeah, LOL. I figured it out. I'm not that smart. But here's like another example. Here's what I want our listeners to know as we close this up with like solution. Here's what the darkness uses. The darkness will use whatever defects of your character are easiest to use. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was women or. Mm-hmm. And mine uh, was that at one chunk of time. But women? I would, no, oh, opposite, men. like attention from opposite sex. Yeah. yeah sex conduct. But one, a different example I would like to give is one of my main defects of character. Well, two is laziness and controlling. I am, what? I know. It'll be a shock to I'm you. I'm going to have to make a note on my phone. <laughs> I had no idea. So I'm going to use laziness. Okay. I wouldn't say so much that, but. Oh, it control, used to be. Really. You didn't know me back then. Well, okay? I saw a piece of it. And so what I'm saying is, is my, my character my default is to be lazy mm-hmm. when I'm not spiritual, when I'm not living in the light. When okay. I'm living in the dark, I am lazy. Lethargic and lazy. Yes. And uh, I can take a nap after I take a nap. You know what I'm saying? And so one thing that I can give you an example of is, is for sure, spiritual warfare, is uh, two years ago, and I had a different job, and I was working for a different company, and it was a part-time gig. I was super comfortable. I was super complacent. And I got to teach Big Book there and stuff, and it was a good job. But when I had this opportunity to come work at Matthew's Hope and teach Big Book and all this, like my dream job, right, my first thought was, I have to work every day. <laughs> I have. And I was, it was Zoom, uh, my old job, right? And yeah. so I could you didn't do even have to leave the didn't house. Didn't even have to leave the house because of COVID. Boop. And so I'm thinking I'm going to have to like put on pants and get ready every day and go to the hospital every day and, and build a program and build curriculum and, and <laughs> literally be physically in person with people. Like my laziness wanted me to not take this job. Mm-hmm. And I could have justified it and rationalized it that we didn't need the money, we didn't need to make the change. I really liked what Did I was doing. Did you start doing. getting those thoughts? Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. That's spiritual warfare. 
that spiritual warfare was like was, almost like suggested from an outside of you. It was just like in my subconscious. Yeah. Like you don't want to have to go to work every day. <laughs> you don't want to have to like drive to work. You yeah. have a good thing going here. And so I spent a lot of time in prayer and meditation before deciding to take this job, as you know. And I think that God told me that, sure, you could stay comfortable and complacent, but then I can't do much with you. I can't do much with your life if you choose to stay in that, that defect, lazy, complacency. And, uh, and so I needed to step into the light by going out on a limb of faith, if you will, and doing something that I really didn't want to do, inconvenient. I had mm-hmm. to like deny my laziness and, and <laughs> develop a harder work ethic and put some effort and energy into something. And that's not something that I like to do because when I'm in the dark, I'm in the lazy, right? And so that's an example of spiritual warfare. When I finally chose the light and I chose to trust God and take this job and God would help give me the energy that I need to make it happen. I have done amazing things in this career and this job at Matthew's Help. Despite you. Despite myself that I never thought I was capable of doing and I'm not. God is capable of helping me do it. Building the curriculum and and all of the policies and procedures and the RST team and the two years of after, all of these things and hiring employees and training employees, (laughs) doing business development. There's so many different things I've done at this job that I, I'm just grateful to God for this experience and this opportunity because it's making me grow spiritually and helping me to not be stagnant or helping me to not fall back in the dark. You know, and, and the other thing that I want to point out too is that I've seen it many, many, many times. And I, I mean that, that I'll be sponsoring a guy with sex conduct issues, mm-hmm. okay? And he will make the commitment to, to God, the God of his understanding. This is what I want to make clear is that it's not a Christian God necessarily. It's not a whatever. We have our belief. You and I are Christians, yeah. right? But I sponsor men who are not. Right. It's and good. they have a God of their understanding. And and what I will watch them do quite literally is they will have no women hit on them, no influence, but they'll have this one bad conduct area yeah. around women. They will make the commitment to God like that's it. And over the next 72 hours, boom, 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 literally, I don't know where, like women throwing themselves at them yeah. or like these really, it's just too weird to be coincidence. And that's what was happening to me in, like, early in my sobriety where they're coming out of the woodwork. I wasn't looking for it, and but I didn't see it at the time. I couldn't, right. I couldn't sense that it was the dark trying to pull me back to get me away from God and make sure I didn't get into the light. And so I don't know what all our listeners are going through, but I promise you that if you're living in the light and you're trying to do right, and you're trying to grow, there will be things that crop up that are things that are particular to your nature, your defects of character, your defaults. Right. Some people, it may be food is their number one, or some people, it may be shopping or money is their number one. Whatever that is, it seems to be the area that gets attacked. Yeah. Um, and so the, the idea is, I don't know... What's the fix? I always, right? How do we? How do you fix that? Because you mentioned it earlier that you you walked around the house and you were praying. Again, if you believe in the spirit realm, if you believe that there is a creator of the universe, whatever your belief is, talk to him. Right. Talk to him. Ask for help. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. The book says that when we stop fo- focusing on the problem and we start focusing on the solution, the problem goes away on its own. And so whatever your problem is, stop focusing on it. <laughs> Don't look to that. Look to God. Look to the light. Look to the look good. To the look good. to the others you can serve. If, if you're looking to the solution and behaving in the solution, I promise you 
the problem will disappear all on its own. Well, God will take care of it. And know this too, if things have been going well and all of a sudden like boom, something bad happens, boom, something bad happens, like you're just having all this negative energy around you over and over, that means you're on the right path. Right. And so the other thing that just popped in my mind is the phrase in our literature that when trouble comes, cheerfully capitalize on it as an opportunity to demonstrate his omnipotence. And your list, our listeners are going to think, well, when trouble comes, I don't want to be cheerful. But that's what it says to do. Cheerfully capitalize on it. How can God's power or God's love or God's way of life well, I think shine it comes through into this? Faith, right? If you have true faith, you could cheerfully capitalize. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because something good, God can use something bad and always have something good come out of it. It's because never in vain. It's never pointless. It's never... Right. For, for no reason. Because if I truly believe, then there is no doubt that this can be fixed. Because this some people be... will look at their drug addiction or their alcoholism and be like, well, why would God let me, you know, be an alcoholic mm. or be a drug addict and you want to blame God? And it's like, I look at it differently today. I am so grateful <laughs> that I became a horrible heroin addict so that I found a program that gave me the ability to live life on a completely different basis where I'm happy and sober and, and purposeful at the same time. Yep. I never had that before. And so whatever the trouble is, whatever the darkness is, whatever the defect is, if we focus on the spiritual way, everything will work out. And so I just want to thank our listeners for listening to our weird topic yeah. today about yeah, spiritual because warfare. Truthfully, we, and we have heard this, um, at least believers, believers are talking about that it feels like spiritual warfare is ramped up. Yeah. Um, but we watch it really in the 12 step fellowship with non-believers, with people that are not Christian that have the same. Yeah. They see it. They see it too. Whatever defect it is that they fight in their life. Um, it's all of a sudden when they say, you know what? That's it. Okay. God, I trust you. God of my understanding, I'm looking to you and I trust you. And then suddenly whatever that defect is, is just thrown at them out yeah. of nowhere. And so the fix for us has been that I'm going to talk. And you know what, guys? Even before I was a Christian, before I believed in all this, I would get on my knees and say it out loud. This, this old lady suggested to me one time, and, and I'll, I'll be darned if it didn't work, but I will pray out loud, and I will speak it into existence, and I will ask for help, but also believe that God has that power to help me and just know that you're on the right path and keep trudging it. Yeah, you don't have to figure it out on your own power is something outside of us. So thank you for listening to this really weird topic, but yeah. <laughs> it's something that everybody deals with and just doesn't know how to navigate. What um, is Matthew's Hope's number? And so I'd like to give you the phone number one more time for Matthew's Hope Detox. It's 844-263-4673. Website? And the website is mhdrp.org. And don't forget, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Hashtag God, though.